0: Welcome to the second episode of Completely Batshit. I am your host, Jackie Buford. A word of warning, I am fighting a cold, so please bear with me. I am so excited to continue this new journey with you as we traverse through the unexplained, the unusual, and the paranormal of our not-so-normal world. Let's begin. Our world is not how we perceive it. There are entities among us that want to cause us harm. These can be as physical as you or me, or as intangible as the air around us. It's always a vixen calling for her skulk, or it might be something far more sinister trying to get your attention. The Navajo won't dare speak of them, for it gives them power. But I'm an ignorant white girl, so I'll save them the trouble. Yi Nao Dolushi. By means of it, it goes on all fours, or what you might know it as, the Skinwalker. Created by a malicious witch that kills their own kin as a sacrifice for great power, Skinwalkers have the ability to shapeshift into predatory animals such as wolves, coyotes, and bears. Often these witches wore skulls and would drape themselves in the pelt of the animal they would change into, something of which the Navajo finds taboo to do. When in animal form, they look odd, their eyes look human, yet while in their human form, their eyes look animalistic. Don't look them in the eyes, for the eyes are the window to the soul and the skinwalker can possess you. Let's go into some personal encounters with these creatures. The following story is directly ripped off the Skinwalker subreddit. Written by Nordic Alchemist, this is their own encounter with the Skinwalker. As many of you might already know, many Navajo people, including my own family, are very reluctant to speak about Skinwalkers because it is believed to attract their attention. Well, I, however, Grew up away from the Navajo Nation, and was very naive about the subject. When it came to skinwalkers, I was an absolute skeptic. My mom used to tell a story back how in the 80s when she lived with her siblings and my grandparents, she and my aunt saw a skinwalker just outside their driveway, under a streetlight. She described it as a black dog with dirty fur, a twisted noodle-like front and leg, and these unnatural eyes with a soft burnt orange glow. Me, being my own close minded self, doubted every word, but I never said my doubts aloud. However, these doubts totally changed last year when I went to my grandparents' house last October. We had just finished a long day at the Navajo Nation Fair and finally called it a night. The house was close enough to where we could walk home in just 10 minutes. So we did. When we got there, it was about 9 at night and we stayed up until 2, catching up about family affairs and the local news. It was during that time that I just blurted out the question. Hey, are skinwalkers real? You shouldn't be speaking about that! My grandma said with an almost disturbed yell in her voice. Irritated, she and my grandfather both decided to go to bed. After being scolded by my mom, one of my aunts chimes in with a very cautious tone and says, They're real, alright. I had a few start screaming outside my trailer just a few nights ago. Your cousin, he had nightmares a whole night and woke up crying the next morning. Not wanting to push the discomfort any further, we all decided to go to bed. Now the trailer slash home is pretty old, And it was a really nice night, so we slept with the windows open with the screens to prevent the bugs coming in. Everyone had drifted off to sleep except me, because my mind was still going a million miles a minute about skinwalkers, and I wondered if I'll ever encounter one while here on the reservation. As a kid, I was told it's taboo to think about skinwalkers because it can still call their attention. But that's when shit totally hit the fan. Just as I was settling in and finally getting relaxed for sleep, I started to hear something moving outside. I get up from the couch and start wandering over to the kitchen window. In the trailer, all the rooms have lights out so only one visible light can be seen, which is from the porch light out front. I was thankful for this because I told myself if there really was a skinwalker outside, then hopefully I wouldn't notice me seeing it. So I mustered up all my courage and took a quick scan of the outside. From the porch light, all I can see is the dusty ground and the vehicles that my family drove along with some metal trash cans that stood beside the road. Looking for about a good five seconds, I wasn't able to see anything, so I was getting ready to turn around and walk back to bed thinking it was just a stray cat or something. Fear rising, I look outside again, and there I see it. A coyote-like figure was staring at my direction from behind the cars, just outside the reach of the porch light. Only it looked awfully wrong, and it gave off an evil vibe. It was gray, with very disheveled hair and a horrific orange-red soft glow came from its eyes. I noped the hell out of there and ran back to the bedroom. It was at this moment I had begun to notice an awful stench in the air that smelled like rotting meat. I started to wake up my mom, who groaned. Oh my god, it's almost 3 a.m. What do you want? I immediately began in a shaken voice. There's... there's something scary outside! She looked up at me, half annoyed and half asleep. Ugh, it's probably just a stray animal or something. It's the res. Animals wander all the time at night. She obviously wasn't getting the drift of what I was saying, so I screamed. There's some Blair Witch Project shit going outside, Ma! Well, that got her attention. What? What are you talking about? She said. Then we heard it. The thing outside started making more of its dreadful-like screams and began thrashing outside on the ground. You hear that? That's what I'm talking about. Her and I got up and looked her outside the window, and the coyote thing was making its way to the door. It walked with an odd limp and dragged its back right leg. We could hear it start scratching against the door and make this odd, muffled moaning sound. My mom went and got my dad and they both started shouting in Navajo all sorts of words, telling the thing to go away and saying it's not welcome here. While all this commotion was enough to get the rest of the trailer up as they came out into the hallway, the only thing my mom did was turn to them and say, Skinwalker! While proceeding to point to the door, of which the noises were still happening. Apparently they already knew exactly what to do as my grandfather got out a handgun from a drawer and a bag of ashes. He coated a few bullets and loaded them into the gun and went straight to the door. Yelling out more Navajo that was too fast for me to comprehend, he swung open the door and fired twice. Nothing. The thing managed to escape before my grandpa could put a bullet in it. That's the fastest one I've ever seen, said my grandpa. Next thing you know, my aunts and parents are freaking out about what had just happened, saying stuff like, what if it comes back tomorrow? And it saw us. Does that mean we're targets now? My grandparents calmed everyone down, myself included, saying we'll be fine, and we all went back to bed. Morning comes, and my grandparents call one of their neighbors and explain to them what happened. Apparently one of them was a medicine man who used to partake in Yipeche, Navajo ceremony used for healing and curing sicknesses, and came over to bless each family member in the grounds outside. Today, I'm very convinced that what I saw was a skinwalker. I still plan on going back to visit the family and the Northern Navajo Nation Fair. I just adamantly hope that I'd never have such an awful experience like that again. Say their name and it will kill them by the user Leisha Ninja. We live in a rural community on the Navajo reservation. My aunt and her two brothers were home alone while my grandparents had left for the evening to attend a chapter house meeting. They were in the house and like many people from the reservation, they didn't have electricity. It had been dark outside for about an hour and my aunt and uncles were getting ready for bed. Outside they heard noises as if someone was moving things around. My oldest uncle went to look out the front window and saw a figure out by the truck. This was immensely out of the ordinary because the closest neighbor was miles away. Whatever it was, opened the truck door and began to dig through the personal items that my family had left in the vehicle. My aunt and uncles were frightened by the sight and knew that they should take action. They took out the rifle and all steadied themselves to hold it up. They flung open the door and aimed the gun at the dark figure. The figure turned and started to walk towards them, totally unfazed by the weapon. My uncle pulled the trigger, but nothing happened. The figure drew closer, and my aunt began to smell something like a rotting corpse. It was so strong, it made her gag. My uncle continued to pull the trigger with no luck, and the figure came closer and closer. Off of the distance, headlights were coming up the road, My grandparents were returning. The figure looked towards the lights and started to move away and tucked itself behind a tree near the house. My oldest uncle ran towards the truck with the gun. My grandfather got out of the car and my uncle pointed to the tree. The thing was poking its head out to observe what they were doing. My grandfather ran into the house and over to the stove and grabbed a handful of ashes and rubbed them all over the gun and placed an ash covered bullet into the chamber. He walked out onto the porch and fired towards the tree. Whatever that thing was, didn't expect the gun to go off. The gunshot echoed and the dark figure began running. My grandma chased my aunt inside and my uncles and my grandfather went after it. There weren't many roads or paths so my grandfather and uncles chased after the figure. The truck was bouncing and the headlights were not fixed on one particular spot. My uncle swears that whenever the headlights would hit the figure he saw a woman. Not only that, whoever it was was running on all fours like a bear. My grandfather eventually stopped the truck, and as they neared the ditch that drops about twenty feet, he got out and began to yell in Navajo. My uncle says that he was yelling about a local woman. He yelled that he wasn't scared and that he knew it was her and to leave his family alone. A few days passed and there was news that the woman that my grandfather was yelling about had passed away have always been told that if you know who the skinwalker is, say their name and it will kill them. Our final story of the night comes from the user Neptune420. Maybe trying to hit it wasn't the best idea. My father owns a small delivery service that operates out of Farmington, New Mexico. We mostly deliver small packages out to the middle of nowhere that are too much of a hassle for the larger delivery companies to bother with. My dad is the only employee and we have a few pickup trucks and a trailer. One day, we get a delivery out to Window Rock, Arizona, on the Navajo reservation about two hours from Farmington. My dad gets the call for the job while he's chilling with his Navajo friend Travis and his girlfriend. Travis mentions how he's got family in Window Rock that he hasn't seen for ages and suggests they go with him. I was about 6 or 7 at the time and it was summertime, so dad decides we'll all go down together. He can do his delivery really quick and then while Travis sees his family we can go check out the Window Rock which is a big rock face with a large hole in it that goes in from one side, clear-cut to the other. It's pretty cool. We had to convoy in separate trucks since my dad's was loaded down with freight. We decided to bring along some walkie-talkies so we can communicate with one another. We spend our time in Window Rock, everything is generally uneventful, and we start heading home along the highway with my dad and I in front and Travis and his girlfriend in their truck behind us. I honestly don't remember most of the Window Rock trip, but this next part I can never forget. We're somewhere on the highway between Window Rock and Gallup, New Mexico. It had just rained earlier in the day and the road was kind of slick, so we're taking it pretty slow. On the left of the highway, there is nothing but sandstone cliffs and on the right, there's a huge field separated from the road by a small barbed wire fence. We crest the top of this hill, and down at the bottom of the hill, we see what appears to be a very large dog, sitting back on its haunches in the middle of the road, facing the cliffs. My dad calls over the radio. Hey Trav, do you see that big ass dog? Travis starts yelling back over the radio. That's not a dog! speed up right now and hit it he sounds almost hysterical he just keeps screaming hit it jj you have to hit it please please hit that fucking thing right now so my dad starts to speed up and as we get a little bit closer i can begin to see a little bit more clearly it's covered in this brown wiry matted hair that appears to have dried blood all over it It's still facing the cliffs, but the moment our headlights hit it, it turns and looks at us, and it has a face. I don't know how else to describe it other than a mix between a bear's and a human's face. It looks twisted and distorted and almost in pain. As we get closer to this thing, we start to realize it's actually fucking huge. Though it was still sitting on its haunches, it's about shoulder height with the hood of the truck. We get literally inches from hitting it when it lets out this scream that sounds like someone screaming as their lungs were filling with water and it leaps backwards towards the field, landing just on our side of the barbed wire fence. Then with another leap, it was gone from sight. Travis comes over the radio again. Holy shit, keep driving! We have to get out of here! We have to go faster! He kept repeating the last part. We have to get out of here and we have to go faster. Pretty soon, we are speeding like crazy and just as we start to come near the outskirts of Gallup, we get pulled over. Travis pulls his truck over with us. Naturally, this makes a cop, a Navajo man himself, very on edge and he immediately asks why Travis felt the need to pull over as well. Travis says, We just saw a skinwalker a few miles back and it's been following us. The officer immediately turns white, stammers something about verbal warning, gets in his car and takes off. We do the same. But when we got home, Travis refused to let us leave without taking some kind of Navajo totem thing that was supposed to keep it away. These are truly terrifying experiences, and some that have multiple people that bore witness to. I don't think I could ever go back to sleep there, or frankly ever again after experiencing something so terrifying. You know the saying, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? I can't be on the side of doubt when there are so many people who have these encounters and experiences, especially of the kind that is rooted so deep within their own culture and mythos. When an entire culture is terrified to their core, to a point where they refuse and will often shame those around who bring up the topic of skinwalkers, who are we to tell them that their fears are baseless? That is all the time I have for today. If you have made it this far, thank you so much for listening. This episode was particularly painful to do, and there was a lot of stopping and re-recording due to me losing my voice or going into coughing fits. I'm starting to compile a list of terrifying stories, true and or fake, so if you'd like to have your own work on the show, please feel free to DM me on Instagram at completelybatshitpod Or email me at completelybatshittpodcast at gmail.com. Both will be located in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good night and take some comfort that we're all a little completely batshit.